I want to share with you a story that I read this week from the teachings of a, of a rabbi named Yisrael Abargel. It's a story that took place on a bus in Israel. A man named Elishai is sitting in the chair. Elishai is an individual who works with immigrant youth kids that come in from different countries to Israel, many of them don't have the background, weren't given a Jewish education, and he works with them to teach them about their customs and our customs and our traditions and our religion, inspiring them, encouraging them. And he's sitting on the bus, and the bus stops, and there's one open seat next to him, and a rabbi comes on. This rabbi looks regal, a long coat, beard, and they sit down, and the rabbi starts to engage Elishai in conversation. And he starts telling him, Elishai says, tell me about yourself. And the rabbi says, explaining him. And the rabbi's so impressive. He's, the, he's a judge on a rabbinical court, a man of stature, scholarship, warmth. And he's so taken by this rabbi. Such character. And the rabbi says, what are you doing? And he goes, well, you know, I help the immigrants, the youth that come in to, to learn about our heritage. Rabbi goes, I want to tell you such incredibly important work that you're doing. He goes, no, I know. He goes, let me explain to you. He says, as a kid growing up, the rabbi says, his parents, he says, my parents survived the Holocaust. And the Holocaust took them for everything emotionally. And they didn't really have any emotional capital left for me. And so as a kid, I grew up on the streets. And I wasn't a great kid. And I got in trouble a lot. In fact, my friends called me the criminal. And right next to my house was a soccer field. And we played soccer every day. That's what we did. And right next to the soccer field, not too far, was a synagogue, was a shul. And many times, the soccer ball would end up in the shul. One time, it was a Shabbat. We're playing soccer. And I kicked the ball, and the ball went far. And it headed. It was heading towards the shul. But at the same moment that that ball was heading there, the rabbi of the shul had walked outside and the ball hit him in the head, knocked off his hat. And my friends were rolling, rolling. We don't care about rabbis. They were rolling. And I fearlessly crossed the street to get the ball. I saw the rabbi. I said, Rabbi, you all right? You want to join the game? Rabbi looked at me and said, Where are your parents? I was 15, he told me. Where are your parents? I told the rabbi, my parents are gone. Rabbi looked at me, and he looked closely at me. He said, You're hungry? And I said, Yeah, I am. He goes, Follow me. I followed the rabbi back to his small little apartment where him and his wife were about to start their Shabbat meal. And they made a seat for me, and I started to eat and eat and eat, and I only realized afterwards that I ate most of their portion, too. And I was done eating the rabbi. I said, you tired? I was. I was up all night partying. I said, yeah, I am. He brought me to his room, and he put me in his bed. And I slept the whole day. I woke up at night, and the rabbi goes, would you like to do something tonight? He goes, and I said to him, yeah, rabbi, I'd like to go to the movies. Rabbi pauses, looks me in the eyes and says, how much do the movies cost? And I said, a few shek, a few shekel. Rabbi reaches into his pocket and he gives me a few shekel and I just take the money and I go. 
Rabbi, as I walked at the Rabbi goes, anytime you want to come back, you're invited. And I did. Again, again, and again. A great meal, a bed, and money for the movies every single time. And after a few times, I sat down next to the rabbi and said, Rabbi, you're, what, what is going on over here? Like, what's with the books and the whole thing and the get-up? Come on. There's a whole world out there. And he says, you want to study? I'll teach you. And he said, I'll learn. And he started to teach me this Torah, Judaism, and I couldn't believe my ears. It was so deep and meaningful and spiritual. And I started to get more into it and more excited and more inspired. And I grew up and I wanted to be like him and I started to study more. And this rabbi became like a father to me. He walked me down my aisle. He was the sandak at my grandchildren's bris. I ultimately became a rabbi myself and rose to this position of being a judge on a rabbinical court, all because of that one rabbi. And I found out that I wasn't the only one. He had many people like me that he did this with. So son... This rabbi tells Elishai, keep on doing it. Keep on teaching. Keep on inspiring. You never know what you're going to do. You never know how you're going to encourage somebody. And the bus comes to a stop. And the rabbi goes, this is my stop. And he gets up on the chair and walks down. And as he walks down, Elishai jump, leans over and goes, wait, wait, rabbi. So he goes, what's the name of the rabbi? Who is the rabbi? And he goes, oh, the rabbi that helped me? His name was Ravavadi Yosef. Ravavadi Yosef was the greatest rabbi of the generation. And I was so inspired by this story. Because we think that Ravavadi Yosef was the greatest rabbi because he was the smartest. Or because he had an incredible memory. Or because he had an incredible work ethic. Maybe. But you know why he was the greatest rabbi? Maybe it was because he had the greatest heart. Or maybe it was because he was doing the thing that we all should be doing. You see, we're walking into Tisha B'Av right now. And Tisha B'Av is the time when we rem remember the destruction of the temple. Now, what that means is more than a building that burnt down. The destruction of the temple is the moment in which godliness, as we can see it revealed, the divine presence was moved to a place where it's hidden. The temple represented a time where we saw the revealed energy of God where the, where the spiritual world was, flowed much differently and now we're living in darkness now we're living in a world where the righteous suffer we're living in a world where we can't find God so easily we're living in a world where things don't make sense we're living in a world where it's dark we don't have the light of God around us we're mourning that but remember the light of God doesn't just apply to the world. It's in me and you. We're built inside us as a piece of the divine. We're built, each person contains within them a piece of Hashem. When God asked to build the tabernacle, he says, I want to dwell in them. God's dwelling in us. And the whole process of Tishabov, the destruction we know came because of baseless hatred. But maybe we can say 
that what causes baseless hatred really is not seeing the divine in each other. Not seeing us for who we really are. We're sending away the divine light because we're not seeing it in each other. We're causing destruction because hatred is the proof that I don't see the greatness in you. If I have baseless hatred to somebody else, it means that for that person, I couldn't see the divine light in them. And so that lack of seeing it in each other could lead to the destruction of a temple that held the divine light in the world. And going into this day, maybe that's what we need to work on. Ravadya was one of the greatest, not just because he had the greatest mind, because he had the greatest eyes. He saw the greatness in people. That wasn't a 15-year-old kid kicking a soccer ball. That was a kid starving for something deep. He believed in him. He believed in everybody. That's the measure of a leader. That's the story of Tishabov. God says, be that guy, be that woman. See the greatness in each other. See the light, my light in each other. And maybe we can think about that on the way in this year. <clears throat> that if just, if we just saw the greatness in the people that were even around us, forget the whole world. If we just looked a little closer and searched for the divineness in each person, believed in the, the potential and the greatness in each other, who knows what that can bring to the world? Who knows if God will look down and say, you finally got it. Because when you search for me and each other, I'll reveal me everywhere else. And maybe this Tisha B'Av, it'll go from being a fast to a festival, from darkness to light, from hatred to belief and love. And each of us can take our own candles and light the candles in each other.